This is episode 14 of the Gamer Sushi Show. This week, we recap the VGAs and look back at our favorites, disappointments, and biggest surprises of 2010. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Nick. I'm Mitch. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jeff. And as you can tell, since I just said that, we are sans Eddie because Eddie's kind of lame. He uh, actually spreaded wings and flew away. And we kicked him off the podcast. <laughs> He's betrayed us and he is not allowed back. I guess that's it, the end of Eddie. Yeah, that, that, that's how we're, we're breaking it to you guys. He had a good run. This is actually yeah. how he's finding out now, too. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know it yet. Yeah, we this is like how did... I got fired by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> we did a secret podcast without him. Yep. And once you're out, sorry, Eddie. There's no coming back. <laughs> okay, so I guess let's start off with VGA recap, since that's what we kind of ended on last time, or not ended on. That was the entire show last time. But the VGAs uh, have come and gone, and we saw. A lot of stuff that we knew and some stuff we didn't know, like Elder Scrolls. I'm pretty sure that was not announced whatsoever before the show, right? Right. That was, a, I think, a big shock when I Eddie texted because I was out to dinner and I said, if there's anything huge, I want you to text me. Mm-hmm. And he texted me that and I literally was like squealing. like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think there was any clue at all that they were going to do anything with Elder Scrolls. I am glad that they held back some of those bigger, you know, it's like, like I was saying, I, I wish that they could keep their damn mouth shut <laughs> at least once in a while. Yeah. yeah. They kind of, they kind of, the whole Uncharted 3 thing was like, yeah, we, we kind of knew this was coming because it was like, it was everywhere the day before, or two days before, where if they could have kept that secret and Mass Effect 3 as well, like we mm-hmm. saw a screenshot of that trailer before and we knew it was from Bioware and we assumed that it was probably Mass Effect 3. It just, I don't know, it felt like those, if those would have been kept secret, it would have been like, what the fuck moments. Yeah, right, I right. agree. Yeah. The big, it, felt, the... it felt a little bit neutered. Mm-hmm. Although I, I do have to give big ups right. for Uncharted 3 being able to bring gameplay to the play. Did you guys, didn't you guys yes. watch the, the, I guess you did watch the, the Jimmy Fallon thing? It's on the yeah. site. <laughs> that's where I watched it. I was trying to remember what was it. Oh. You watched something on the site? That's incredible. No. That's Dude. a first. Uh, yeah, Eddie told um, me last night he hasn't watched it yet. Well, it, basically all it is why is... He's gone. That's why I was about to say that. That's why he's out of here. Took whoever five watched, minutes to watched, post that, man. Yeah, whoever watched the video last got fired. So yeah. <laughs> That was Eddie. Yeah, no, it, the, it, yeah I mean, the, there wasn't much to the gameplay. You know, Burning House. I guess flames are kind of impressive the flames are really cool the uh the fact that it shows nathan drake like you're high up on a ledge and then he jumps off and sort of dive bombs on top of a, an enemy down below that's new mm-hmm. the, the melee system looks like uh it's been improved and refined and everything so just a little bit i saw was you know it was exciting but i mean they don't even have to do anything they could just just do more uncharted too that's fine with me yeah right so well i but, mean i'm kind of glad that we didn't see like a super big set piece because it's a know. surprise. It's, right. Yeah, exactly. Like last year at E3 when they showed the building collapse, like don't get me wrong, that definitely sold units because mm-hmm. I think all of us were like, wow, when we saw that demo. Like, But if we hadn't seen it and it happened to us in the game. In the game, it would have been even cooler. Yeah. I actually I actually hadn't seen it, so I was very excited. Oh, oh, okay. oh wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't remember what sold me on the game because I hadn't really seen much in the way of 
like trailers for it. I did not know about the building collapse. I mean, the cool thing about the building collapse is that you you talk to people who actually know how games are made, mm-hmm. and that and they is, tell you how impressive that is. Yeah, that like the building is falling, and the enemies are still passing around. Like they're mm-hmm. still running around while everything is falling. They're still shooting at you. And, they're, and it's having to figure out on the run the physics of the building collapsing and how the characters should be interacting with the physics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not because I died a couple times during that sequence, and the enemies didn't do the same thing every single time, right? which was even more impressive. So, And I want to replay it. <laughs> yeah, it's I think, really I think good. I'm going to replay it, yeah. You think you're going to before or just like now? Maybe now. <laughs> yeah, I think now. Well, we got nothing out. It's the Christmas break. Well, well that, that's to, another thing. The the uh, I know Jeff hasn't finished it yet, which I'm I mean, contractually required to finish it, or else I get fired. You're at about a year now, almost. <laughs> but uh, you know, seeing all this stuff coming out about how in, uh, Mass Effect Two is coming out for the PlayStation Three, I went and watched the trailer that came out the like the very first trailer or whatever. That was like a full length for Mass Effect Two, and it like goosebumps like just remembering how epic that game was it made me want to go back and play it before three yeah i was was thinking the same thing like and i'm getting like three or four games for christmas and then there's all these games coming out in the first half i was just like i wanted to replay a bunch of games before they came the sequels came out and i don't even know if i may have to like cancel my gamefly subscription or something like that and just focus it does does seem like the the biggest ones are all coming out in november which is Good but bad because maybe I'll finish some stuff by then, but then they'll all come out at the same time. You have like, to finish Uncharted and Mass Effect by then. That's like the goal. Well, well, That's the well deal. no, like yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, Uncharted three comes out. I'm going to get that day one. Mass Effect three comes out. I'm going to get that day one. Those come out within two weeks of each other. And yeah, that's true. I'm also going to get. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get Elder Scrolls five. But knowing that it will it. Elder, Elder Scrolls 4 took me 140 hours. <laughs> like, I played the entire game. I got every single achievement in that game. It's the only thing that I've, I've 100%ed. You 100%ed it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I, haven't, I still haven't 100%ed anything. It took some time, man. It, oh, those no last, shit. like I, I don't think I was actually having fun for the last 20 hours that I played. <laughs> <laughs> so That's like, why I always stop. That. What was that, Mitch? As it was more like work than anything else. <laughs> well, it was just, I was just like, I'm so close. I, I have like two achievements to go. I can do this. <laughs> and Mitch knows about that because Mitch does 100% games. So I do. More than that's the, true. More than the rest of us do. Mitch, what was the last game you 100%ed? You haven't really talked uh, about I think the last game I 100%ed Reach? was Reach. Yeah. Well, now that the freaking Noble Map Pack is out, I'm no longer at 100% achievements. So Wait. thanks for that, Bungie. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, another thing that, that people aren't talking about is that. Those big games are both coming out at that time, but there's also going to be a Call of Duty out at that time. That's right. We were just talking about that with someone the other day. Yeah. I think Eddie was mentioned it to me. So Assassin's Creed, whatever new game they got coming out. Well, do you think they'll release it that quarter, though, if they do Assassin's Creed? I mean, Call of Duty, yeah. Yeah. Call of Duty is going to come out that quarter. Yeah. They said they're going to annualize it. It makes sense to put it out in October, November. You yeah, know, it makes because that's kind of the big time is the, is the fall games to yeah. get ready for the September is for the the ones that aren't quite sure of their blockbuster status. Well, see, I feel like Call of Duty nope. isn't really going to affect my plans because I I want to play it. I, I'm pretty sure that I want to check out every Call of Duty from here on out. I'm waiting for Black Ops to get discounted, mm-hmm. but I want to play it at some point. You know, like I feel like the the I want to catch that Modern Warfare. Um, campaign 
whatever. Yeah, I mean, because the next one could be Modern Warfare Three. Uh, so yeah, no, you know, that's true. As ridiculous as the story, War, right? Yeah, yeah. As ridiculous as the story was for Modern Warfare Two, I mean, I kind of liked fighting in the White House and in American streets and everything. I like. I want to see what happens next. <laughs> well, I mean, if it means you get more Captain Price, I'm yeah. fine with that. I guess. <laughs> yeah. That was that was really cool. The when like when you're walking through the suburbs and you see mm-hmm. enemy soldiers parachuting into American, American soil. Cities. Yeah, it was it was that's it was bizarre and that that's like powerful. Yeah, yeah, it literally made me want to go. Like, I'm gonna get the hell out of my country, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I got really like jingoistic after that. Well, isn't yeah. that the whole thing about that game that's coming out, Homefront, where it's basically like an occupied America? Yeah, North Korea Red, occupies Red America. Dawn with Red Dawn with Koreans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, North and South Korea unite and attack America. See, normally when they do like modern games, they try and make it as fictional-ish as possible. Like, because the the bad guys in the modern warfare games are vaguely Middle Eastern, but they're not like any kind of identifiable Taliban or right. Al- anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but then Russia got mad at us because there Russia was an American was- in the airport. Because Russian Russia is easy to be a bad guy. Yes. Because they were the bad guys for so long, you know? Yeah. And then they had like a little slight break and now they're back to being the bad guys in all the games again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but like it just keeps showing up. You where's like China and all this? You'd think China would be the next one or something. Maybe we just don't want to provoke them. <laughs> we probably <Maybe>. don't, dude. <laughs> yeah, like not even in a video game, we're like, look, look, they'll call in the debt. Like let's just <laughs> just chill, yay, all right. So one thing I wanted to, to kind of go back to about the VGA thing, the Mass Effect 3 trailer, we see this new character we've never seen before who's in, in London, mm-hmm. and he's talking about Shepard. Do you think that signifies something for the game, that like I'd maybe so... it's not going to be all about Shepard? Well, here's my, here's my theory. If they do multiplayer, which is entirely possible... They said today they won't. They, they, okay, they said they won't? They, I, I saw it today. They said uh, there is no multiplayer or co-op or anything like that. Interesting. A, uh, okay. a moderator so my, my, on the Bioware board said that. Okay. Well, okay. Never mind. So my theory was that Breaking if they were going to do uh, multiplayer, then they could set it on Earth, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and have it be like, uh, you know, the home defense fighting the, the incursion, and then the, the single player could be uh, Shepard. That would actually make sense story-wise. You know, it's kind of... I. It's kind of like what uh, Bioshock 2 does where the multiplayer is the revolution. So they set it in a different time period that makes sense with not playing the main character anymore. So the it, fact it, that we know that that's not going to be it, I mean... See, right. it, 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 it could be like that guy could be a character. It could be someone that becomes a member of your party. Or it could just be like that's the guy they picked for the trailer and he'll have nothing to do with the game. Exactly. Yeah, I, and don't that's think, my, I don't that's think they're going to shift focus away from Shepard because that's okay. not... So that's not their goal for the Mass Effect series is to make you take on different roles. It's like you are Shepard. It's your right. story. Well, yeah, did no, they so say you... that if your Shepard no, no, they said if your Shepard dies, then you'll just have to start over with another Shepard. Yeah, so yeah, fine. your choices don't carry over. Yeah. He'll probably end up being like a squad member or something. Yeah. Is my guess. Once you get to Earth and start doing whatever you have to do there, he'll probably be the guy that you like get in contact with and rescue or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. because well, part of me kind of like I see that and I worry a little bit. And not in like um MGS2 sense, not that drastic. Right, right, right. But what if that's the way to take your powers away, quote unquote, is to make you that guy and then Shepard meets up with you and then you can be Shepard? That, that, but that feels very weird and I don't think Bioware would do something like that. But they so did, we've, they we've invested so much in Shepard 
that like yeah. well they they did make you control Joker for one small segment in Mass Effect too. I mean it's not a it's not entirely out of the question. Yeah, but that was I mean segment. yeah that was just one sequence an amazing sequence. But that yeah. was just, you know one thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jeff, you need to play the game. Um, I'm weeping <laughs> openly right now. Uh, you know did I, oh, did I just spoil Mass Effect two for you? No, no, yes. it's okay. No, no, because you didn't explain anything. You know what's funny is like when they showed that the Mass Effect three preview. And the guy said, like, you know, Shepard doesn't get here. And then it shows, you know, Shepard and Earth, whatever. Like, I almost started to change my mind about that Game Informer thing. I'm like, you know what? No, Shepard is an awesome character. Because the minute you hear that name, you're just like, yes, let's, you know, like, I got really excited. Yeah, that's just because you're a badass. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, Yeah. that's probably what it is. And my second thought was that, sorry, Earth, I've got scanning to do. You're going to have to wait a while. (laughs) (laughs) Or he walks away from the window just like, whoa, man, F this, I'm out. He's like, I gotta go scan Jupiter for a while. I'll be back. So, so here's here's go my scan Uranus. The, oh, and there it is. Really, really, Shepard. <laughs> Why I said Jupiter? <laughs> trying to class it up. No, the one thing I was gonna say, I, I have a feeling that the reason Shepard did get voted as a character is because the default Shepard model does have a little bit more weight. You know, even though most people yes. probably like, how many people played as default Shepard? Of, of I, us on the- I did. You played you as did? default Shepard. I did play as default Shepard because I. I felt like I needed to. Like I felt like that's the character they wanted me to be, and that's the character that that is Mass Effect to me. Is that right. the Shepard that looks that way? So when you I say think default. You're just talking about his appearance. I'm yes. talking yeah, about like I the Shepard. You, you did that too. Okay. Yeah. And then Mitch. and and I and I played as as just a standard soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Oh, well, mainly also because the shooting the was a lot one. better. So it was the more second like, one. I did a Vanguard. Okay, well, I'm talking yeah. about the on the first one I did a Vanguard, and the second one I just did a regular soldier. <laughs> I did the opposite. There you go. Well, yeah. So the first time I played Mass Effect, I did Default Shepard, but I rolled badly, and then I went to Novaria first and spent about three hours getting my ass whipped by Benezia over and over and over again. That bitch. And, you no, know, seriously. Like I hated the She's game. She's tough. When She's you're not tough. leveled up, she's really tough. Yeah. yeah. And, and it ruined. Oh. It, it ruined uh, by the, the game. way. By the way, sorry, uh, 20% of players used uh, the basic Shepard, hmm, according to the Mass Effect 2 stats. So I think that's, that's part it. Of, wow. Well, yeah. I think that's part of what they voted as the major character. They're like default Shepard, who is in the commercials, who is in all the promotional materials, who's on the front of the box. That's the character that they voted for. They didn't vote for your Shepard. Sh- my Shepard. Yeah. Right. And that's and that's what that's why I played that shepherd. I, I didn't explain it very well, but that's why because mm-hmm. that's the guy in the front of the box. That's the guy in the ad. That's the guy that was in the whip ass trailer. Like so, that's why I wanted to be that shepherd because I wanted to. The guy I guess the, the purest experience, quote unquote, that you right. could have in the game. So well, so yeah, and also book. like a lot of times in games, I don't ever have any good luck making the character look good. You mm-hmm. know, with the character <laughs> editor, you so know, I'm just like that's that fun. happened to uh, Daniel. He made a character that looked really good in the character editor, mm-hmm. and then got it into the game. And like because the lighting in the game is way different, yeah, his guy looked terrible, and he was mad and didn't want to play it anymore. <laughs> I have a friend who made an exact replica of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> like, like every time it like uh, the male actor's voice comes out, it looks weird because you expect it to have that sort of accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. When I re-rolled, I, I did a, a female shepherd and changed the, the look of her because I, I think I don't even remember what the default female looks like. But it's funny how like now my shepherd, I can't picture the character any other way. So of course I'm going to carry it over. But oh, interesting, yeah. yeah. I, w- I, I want to go back and play it as like either a female 
or do like a Paragon or something like that. Because I did a male Renegade, so I kind of want to do both of the others. You know, I, I want to see like everything with it. I did a I did a male Paragon. I think it'd be funny to do a chick Renegade. Yeah, I was actually gonna all play, my all my girl plays are as Renegade. Nice, interestingly. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. gonna replay Fallout Three as a as a girl and play bad just to like because I was like I re- I never play as a girl and I rarely play as a bad guy, so I'm gonna play as a bitch. So, and see there what you happens. Go. Yeah, what does that say about our, what does that say out. about our view on women? <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't think about that before. We, we apparently like mean ladies. So, but then, again, but then again, Eddie, every character he plays, the most evil he can. So, yeah, Mass Effect's the first game I ever played as a bad guy. Nice. I always play as a good guy because I like. I always think that the good guys have more quests to do. You know, because usually the bad guy option is no, I'm not going to help you. So then you don't get to do that quest. So, yeah, I always play the good guy too. I just I don't know why. I just I just did. always feels like you're gonna see more. Well, so other other than like the the big reveals, that's I guess that's really what we've kind of. Yeah, I was gonna hit. ask what do you guys think? Because we hear this every year. Do you think that's VGAs bigger than the awards? Like, do you think the VGAs are like ruining video games, or they present a bad image to the mainstream? Who I think is pretty much ignoring the VGAs anyway. But yeah, I mean, did uh, well actually? They, I, did you see that the ratings dropped? Yeah, they've been dropping consecutively for four years. Which is a yeah, shame because they were better than last year by a long shot, but I think last year really turned off a lot of people when the Jersey yeah, Shore showed up. I do hate the image; like it, it feels very forced at times. Like, yeah, we think we know what gamers like, but you actually don't know what gamers like, right? And, and I don't it's such like, a difficult thing because gamers are so fickle and sensitive about everything. Oh well, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's real. I don't think anybody could ever do it properly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you want to actually represent gamers the way they are, but yeah. the way they represent them... <laughs> More racism. You'd have to have, <laughs> every time there'd be a guy on stage accepting an award, there'd be in the guy in the background screaming, gay. Well, I mean, we had a gay host, and I was like sitting there just like, is anybody going to say anything? Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Is, is someone going to call him like a fag in the middle of it? Because that would really reflect well on all of us. Yeah, I mean that would be what uh, that would be a Counter Strike match or Halo, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Call of Duty, Call yeah. of Duty. Or, but I like that he poked fun at it. You know, and there was like everyone expects Neil Patrick Harris to always sing and dance, and he comes out and he's like, "This isn't the F and Tonys," and he, you know, he sh- then he shoots people and everything. And be like, "Lo, look, I'm a tough guy." And then I read a bunch of blogs that be like, "Oh, Neil Patrick Harris is shooting people on stage. Way to send a great message about video games." I'm like, every <laughs> game that's being awarded tonight has shooting in it. Okay? So shut up. Someone dies in every game. Yes, you pansy. Yeah, it's it's tough though, right? Because I mean, the image feels very like the mainstream's view of us, mm-hmm. and then the mainstream views it, and then they're like, okay, well, they they are what we thought they were, right? I mean, you let them off the hook. Well, I mean, exactly. like if you're gonna get anybody to host it, Neil Patrick Harris is on fire right now. Like seriously, the, oh, the yeah. guy hosts everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, How I Met Your Mother is doing He's great. Always entertaining. He's- you know? Yeah, no, he's huge, and so like, who else could you get? And has cred within yeah. the nerd community. Yeah, well, yeah, and he's actually like proven that he can, you know, cross all kinds of demographics. The fact that he can host the Tonys and be an alpha male on How I Met Your Mother and all other stuff. So, who else would could do any better and and convince it that the, the mainstream would like yeah, the show? If they were to get like Olivia Munn or something like that, gamers would just be bitched that oh she doesn't really play video games or something like that. You know, like I think what it is with the VGAs is gamers are extremely self conscious. When when the folk when the spotlight comes on the VGAs and like their little hobby is put on TV for everyone to see, it kind of makes them feel like kind of silly, like to be honoring like basically a video. they don't have like board game awards, you know. <laughs> 
I really think that some people are just <laughs> right. like they may not know it, but they're just like this. They're a little be- embarrassed. Yeah, they're they. I think that's what it is. They are embarrassed. Like they get like they do feel stupid. Um, I I mean I I think you you kind of have a point there. You know, and I mean, and you don't have to. It's just, it's just video games. It's just a fun hobby. You know, let them honor it. I think you know, like when they had the Red Dead Redemption thing and they had the guy playing the song with the guitar. That was a really cool, you know, moment. So they had moments of brilliance in the VGAs, you know. That's a more that's a more kind of grown up, respected moment. Like it's right. not, yeah, yeah. And the, the thing. in memoriam thing where he like honored like people that died, and he had like NBA uh, elite up there, mm-hmm. like 2010 to 2010. Like that was really funny. All right, well, let's move on to a few gaming bits. I guess if you guys just want to got some news. One thing I wanted to talk about was. Uh, whatever the hell's going on with Square Enix lately, the Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO, is having a lot of problems on the PC where it's like just a total piece of crap from everything I understand, which is a shame because it looked like it had a lot of potential. And so they, they, get rid of, they got rid of the entire uh, production lead, didn't they? Like yeah. everyone associated with it? Yeah, and they're reorganizing the, the team to try and salvage something out of this. And they indefinitely delayed the ps3 version and then we just got the news today that uh deus ex which was actually being published by them but being developed by a studio in montreal is now been delayed um it was supposed to come out in like march but now it's coming out sometime after april but i mean that could be next year for all we know see, see my thing is when they say delayed until the next financial year that means we need that revenue in that financial year <laughs> you well, know what i mean like I don't think that's that that doesn't necessarily mean. Well, no, they said they're delaying it because they need the game needs more polish. Sure, um, more po- more polish. That that's always good. I mean, I, I probably there are a lot of games that got released that could have used some more polish, but I'm saying that they're probably doing it because they need the money. I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking they're doing it because after what happened with Final Fantasy XIV, they can't afford to have something else go really wrong. Right, right. Um, well, but you know, I mean, I'm saying that like I think a lot of times games get released whether or not they're polished because they need to hit that revenue at the, at a certain time of the year to justify yeah. budgets. So maybe that's part of what they're doing. Yeah. Like, There's always they financial did, they, stuff going on behind the scenes. Well, yeah, they, they did slash their forecast by 90%. Their yeah. I was about to say that, that that's for, that's for this year, right? That they mm-hmm. slashed at 90%. Yeah, they expect Shit. it to come out this year and now they're, they're slashing it like, well, now we're not yeah. going to make that money this year. Well, and doesn't yeah, Square Enix have the, they have the Tomb Raider reboot too, don't they? Yes, they do. Yeah, is that mm-hmm. next year or is that 2012? I think it's later this year or 11. Yeah, 2011. Sorry, I'm already thinking we're in the next year. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I haven't actually read the Game Informer. I just looked at the cover. It was but, very very intriguing. I have to say, but they slash their they slash it from 12 billion to one billion. Which oh. is crazy, which is right. crazy. And I, in a year where they released a game, Final Fantasy 13 that they had been meaning to release forever and it finally gets released and yet they have one of the worst years they've ever had. Yeah. That's not, that's not very good. I got, yeah, I think, I really think final fantasy 14, we know it sucked a lot of money out of them. We, you know, we have no idea how much, but I mean, like I, they're just, they're probably desperate to try and salvage something out of that. Like I was telling Eddie on G chat today, I was like, look, I don't want anything like bad to happen to square Enix, but like whatever gets me final fantasy 15 quicker. You know, like they're like, we need money. Right. Final Fantasy 15 comes out 2000, you know, 2012. Let's do it. It's actually a rescanned version of Final Fantasy 13. They just changed the character names. <laughs> Man, slap Final Fantasy on it. I, I at least pay attention to it. No, Final it's a, Fantasy it's a, 7 remake guaranteed money. What I've said forever is like, why doesn't Sony just get together with Square Enix and say, hey, look, 
we'll, we'll do half the budget. You do half. Let's make this do a PS3 exclusive. You know, why wouldn't they do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, they, that's cool they would probably them. sell them. They, they would definitely sell enough. To, You're yeah. talking about Final Fantasy VII? Yes. Like Square should go to Sony and say, hey, you give us half the budget and we'll make this. It's got to be coming eventually, right? I mean, that has to be just like much... the most rumored thing of all time. Yeah, yeah I mean, talking about, talk about like things that fans want. <laughs> that, yeah, that... Dead Space multiplayer. Yeah, we can give you that. Final Fantasy VII remake. Eh. <laughs> I mean, it's you like the iPhone. The iPhone was rumored about for, I don't know how long, Jeff, four years. Oh, shit, yeah. At before it was ever released or ever I'm... announced. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like Final Fantasy VII kind of feels like that, where if you keep guessing, you're eventually going to be right. <laughs> yes. You yeah, know exactly. what I mean? Like, so I don't know. Well, it, like, it's guaranteed. Every, every couple of months, doesn't someone from Square Enix come out and say, yeah, we've looked into that, but at this time, we don't think it's the right move for the company. Yeah. yeah. Usually in response to like some convention from some fan or something like that. But they you don't know, come out the and, like, right release a statement or anything. They just like it's always in response to a question. Well, you know, that's the that's the exact Steve Jobs strategy. Oh, we're yeah. not interested in tablet computers. Yeah. Why would we ever make a phone? Also, Deus Ex is I mean, while it's a while it has a lot of cash in the gaming community, like super nerds. Mm-hmm. It's that's I, what I, like ten years old though, right? It's well, it's pretty old. And the second and, game really killed the franchise for a while. And I don't think that even if it's really good, that's not a blockbuster. That's not a system seller. That's not like a, that's not a move a lot of units game. You know I what I mean? It's not, thing I, it's not I, but I think like it was showing enough potential that I guess maybe they felt it could be. Like, I, I don't understand what constitutes a, a blockbuster anymore. Like, prototype, piece of shit. Obviously, it's sold enough to get a sequel. Darksiders, yeah. a very mediocre game. And it's outsold that Castlevania Lords of Shadow, like by a which lot. A good yeah, yeah, which is a great game. Like I don't, so I, I don't know. I'm just a curmudgeonly old man who doesn't know anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, it's it's because Deus Ex, by all rights, should be a black. I agree with you. It's not, but it should be. It big. could be. It could be Mass Effect big. It really yeah. could be. But exactly. There's I don't so much freedom is. in in the potential. I mean, the first game, I played the first game on the PS2, and like. That's obviously inferior to the the PC version, but like it was still an amazing game. Well, the thing that's really gotten me excited from what I've seen of it is that I think it is, as much as you can tell from the trailers, uh, it seems like they've actually built a kind of interesting story. You know, like they 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 did a decent job in some of the trailers so far of, of like laying out what's going on. This is the world. I'm curious to see if they actually pull that off. Oh yeah, I think it. I mean, that it's going to be a good story, and it's going to be an awesome world. Mm-hmm. It's just, will it be a good game? Right. Yeah. That's the question. Yeah, will will it will it just be another sci-fi game? Another sci-fi with, shooter. Yeah. With a right. good story. You know what I mean? Like, I think it maybe needs to be a little bit more than that. Well, I, I was know. reading a the um, preview in the new Electronic Gaming Monthly, uh, and they were saying there's one level where you have to like go into a police station to like. I guess get somebody like to maybe to assassinate a prisoner in there or something. I don't remember exactly, but you could, you could sneak in, you could talk your way. Like you could just sneak in without anybody seeing you. You could talk your way into it without firing a shot. You could just go in guns blazing. You can, there's like a fourth and fifth option too. Like there's like a lot of different ways to solve one puzzle. I like that. That sounds, that sounds like something I want to do. Yeah. I was like, that sounds great. And probably something that complicated might, 
require a little more polish, you know. That's that's and, and I and I hope that they do have some like I hope they have at least one awesome set piece, you know, like awesome big set piece scene that just blows you away, you know. Yeah. Because that does a lot, having like one amazing set piece. Yeah, there's always gotta be something you can point to to be like that was that was intense. Like in the original Mass Effect when you're running up the side of the ship. Like that's oh, freaking yeah. epic. Like it it that's not and the fact that that was the climax of the game. Of the game of. That like the whole game was really good up until that point. And then you're running up the side of a freaking ship. Like yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. great. And then the actual boss battle was kind of eh, you know. Yeah. But I mean boss battles, that's that's kind of the plague of this generation, I think, is boss battles. Yeah, it's like we talked about, I think, a couple podcasts ago. Is sometimes it's just better to have an awesome set piece than mm-hmm. a boss battle to end your game. Yeah, I mean, even Uncharted 2 has a kind of crappy boss battle. Yeah. So we don't have a game this week because I was lazy. Well, no, not I wasn't lazy. We just, it, it doesn't really feel like a game thing to talk about. Not on a so game podcast. It's We're just going to kind of do... A few questions looking back on 10 and looking forward to 11. And then we're all just going to kind of discuss it more than it be a game. Okay. So we're going to start off with your your favorite thing of the year. The best thing of the year, right? So this could either be a game, a moment in a game, a character, uh, a, an experience. You know, like if it was like a multiplayer thing or whatever. Just whatever your your best of 10 is well Everybody i have one it? right off the, yeah i have okay. one right off the bat i think that i want to go with um i think my favorite uh, video game moment of 2010 is uh i've said it a million times before but the uh, ride into mexico in red dead redemption mm-hmm. where it plays the song far away by jose gonzalez I, that was amazing i still can't get over how good how well that was implemented in the game yeah i don't i'm trying to think if i knew about it before I think I just read something that that when you go into Mexico, I think something I, I think I was talking to you at one point and I said like I don't want to spoil anything, but when you get to Mexico, right. it's amazing. It's amazing, and I was like, I don't, I, and I didn't quite understand. I was like, what is what is what does he mean? And then I'm on the river and I'm shooting the dudes off the cliffs, and I'm like, is this what he's talking about? And then you get on your horse, and then the song starts up, and I was like, oh, that's what he means. But yeah, that. That moment blew me away. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. So my best moment of 2010 is the climax of Limbo. Which okay. Anthony, are you still are you playing that one? Yeah, right but, I mean, go ahead. I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna ruin it. But the you can way talk about it, you know, Limbo is quiet for most of the game. A, a lot of it, you know, there's most of the time there's not music. There's just sound effects. And near the end, as it's building and building, the sound effects combined with the music in such a perfect way that it was like stuck in my head for hours after that. And just that whole last sequence, the last puzzle and the feeling you get when you solve the last puzzle was just breathtaking. I, I really think that that like out of anything I played all year just really stuck with me. It was it was pretty awesome. It's I think it's one of the few times when I don't even know if I've ever done this before when right when you do the thing when you when you hit it Mm. I I just I just set the controller down. I was like, I just beat the game. Like, <laughs> I, you 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 just know because you know normally you kind of know when you when you beat a game or when you're uh-huh. about to beat a game. Like, oh, it's the last boss. Oh, he's dead. Okay, I think I beat the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I knew at that moment that I had beaten the game, and that was such a cool feeling. I want to say I almost got a little misty eyed 
Oh. I might have even, I can't, I can't, but I felt it was an intense moment, man. All right. What about you, Anthony? Uh, well, man, there's, there's the, oh, man, there's so many, because this is the year I got a 360. Mm-hmm. So, and then Final Fantasy 13 came out, and there's just so much that I loved this year. But I think I would have to say my favorite, I'm just going to go ahead and pick my favorite game of the year. Or, um, and, uh, God, oh, there's so much. Um, <laughs> it was really cool, like, uh, getting to play all these old or these 360 games. Like I played Gears of War. I played Gears of War 2. Uh, Eddie told me, play Mass Effect, but play it as quick as possible so you can get to Mass Effect 2. And I mm-hmm. ended up playing the shit out of Mass Effect because I was just like, screw him. I love this game. Like, I was really into it. And um, so then when I got to Mass Effect 2, like, I was like, I just jumped right into it from Mass Effect 1. And um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty awesome. I I really have to say that just the the epic feel of Mass Effect Two of like you know you're going on the suicide mission and everything like it it really felt like something special and uh yeah I just I, Mass Effect Two was easily the best uh best time and uh, the best moment of Mass Effect Two was when if you play as a renegade and you're Shepard and you punch that reporter in the face that was like one of my best reactions of the year. Cause I literally just went, Holy shit. I, I wasn't a renegade, but I did the renegade action for that. For that. Yeah. And, and I punched her in the face and I actually was really shocked. I was, <laughs> I was like, too. Oh shit. Did I just punch her? And then I felt really bad about well, it. Well, you, you can punch her in the face in the first game. It's sort of like they carry that over. I guess I never did. That. I shoved her. I don't think I punched her though. No, I man, think... you can deck her out in the first game. Really? Yeah, I, think... I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Anthony. I think that we forget a lot. If you haven't played Mass Effect 2 and you play Mass Effect 1 for the first time, it's a it's still a really incredible game. Like, after you play 2, I see where Eddie was like, oh, we'll just get through it so you can get to 2 because that's the most fresh in our mind. Right. But no, I mean, Mass Effect 1 was was one of my favorite experiences of this generation until Mass Effect 2 came out. Nick, what was your uh, best of 2010? You know, it, it. this is going to sound kind of weird, but I think the best moment, like, I mean, you know, the best, my favorite game was Mass Effect 2. I'm really, really, really getting into StarCraft 2 right now, and I'm playing it all every night for a few hours, and I feel like I'm starting to get pretty good at it, and I'm, I've really, really, really gotten into StarCraft 2 a lot. I loved Limbo. I thought it was amazing. Uh, the going into Red Dead Mexico, also amazing. But I really think the most fun thing I did all year was when me and my friend Miles sat down and we played Laura Croft for an entire weekend and we just beat the, the co-op together. Nice. It was yeah. such a fun, like, throwback to childhood, you and your friends sitting there just playing a game. Like, dude, I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because uh, after hearing you just rave about Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light, which I wasn't expecting, number one because it's a Lara Croft game, and number two because mm-hmm. it was just like a random arcade title. And I went and picked it up with a friend of mine, dude, and we honestly spent like two entire days banging that game out. Yeah, the, it's it exactly was, how it was. I think that I think that's my biggest surprise of 2010. Also, is like the fact that Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light was like so just a really tight, fun co-op experience. Do, like we, right, do we want to go right ahead and jump ahead towards? Yeah, let's 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 jump to surprise since since Mitch is already there. 
Um, sorry, sorry, guys. I no, I it, no, I no, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I, it really, I think it really surprised all of us that that have played it. I think all of us have played it here, right? Yeah, no, I've played it. I've I've only played the first level, but I and I played it by myself too. So right. I need, to, I still need to play the co-op. You need to get a co-op partner. They've got, dude, Jeff. If you need someone to play that with, I will hop online because they have that now in the game, and we will do co-op together. Because it's seriously like once you get into co-op, mm-hmm. the game just takes off. Nice. Yeah. We'll have to do that sometime soon, then. Yeah, yeah. the co-op is is so fun. But it's another thing of uh, sorry to go back to mine a little bit, but it was it was it wasn't just that it was co-op. I think it's that it was we were both sitting on the couch doing co-op. Like it wasn't over Xbox Live, like with the headset on talking to friends. It was oh, me and my buddy are sitting here on a Saturday afternoon playing a game and I can talk to him and see him and we can high five when we solve a puzzle. Like it felt very, it felt very like I was a kid and like what gaming used to be like when I was younger and you know, all your friends would get together and play video games, but you know, then you would like trade off the controller because there wasn't co-op or, or or you could only, or you could only play with other people if they were in the room with you. So that that's how you did it. Yeah. Right. Right. So it just felt like that to me and yeah i mean I, I guess my biggest surprise was also guardian of light i mean i don't know maybe i'll think of another one when you come back around to me but uh jeff did you what is your biggest surprise actually limbo is also my surprise i have to say because the demo i did not like the demo you know i i was really? just like okay. yeah no i i was like you 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 play a, a little boy that walks around and there's not much that happens and i then, agree i didn't like the demo either and i bought it just because you guys wouldn't shut up about it and yeah I no exactly. <laughs> no seriously that, that was the same i was here. like I'm, someone's gonna owe me 15 fucking bucks this is really good i think it's a hard game to demo i think the, yeah. the later more complex levels I, I don't know if you could you know show that to somebody who hasn't played through the early stuff but yeah, that, I feel like the game really comes alive after that initial part. Okay, I have a question. Where does the demo end? Because I demo, never played the demo. The demo, uh, the demo ends, ends right when the after spider whipped up by the spider. Yeah, the spider spears you with its uh, leg. Okay. And you're, we'll you're see, like, that's really weird boy. because... <laughs> oh, sorry, keep going? No, it says, will you save the boy? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's really weird because yeah, I, did, I obviously didn't play the demo. And for me... I think the game grabbed me right when the spider showed up. Like at that moment when I saw a spider, I was creeped out and I was like, I, I'm invested in this game. Yeah, the, so. the spider was pretty, uh, it was pretty freaky. I mean, I feel like I was invested pretty soon after the demo part ends. Like within another you know, scene or two. I like, like when you oh. have to pull his legs off. Right. Or something. That's, 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 that. great. that's great. Um, you had to figure yeah. out how to use a bear trap. <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah that was my my big surprise i think i mean okay. I, i'm sorry to do two for you know one game for two categories but hey it's okay it, it obviously i I'll mean dare don't you use your opinion to answer these questions <laughs> it was a re- it was a really badass game so i'm not yeah. going to fault you for picking it for both anthony what do you got oh man i really i really don't know my biggest surprise oh i actually just thought of mine okay keep going anthony <laughs> You know, I'm going to say my biggest surprise was Bioshock 2. Okay, i got to think of a new one. (laughs) (laughs) I could pick another one. Um, No, keep going, keep going. uh, Yeah, just because, like, it got got good reviews, um, but it just, everyone was sort of treating it like this bastard stepchild Mm -hmm. that wasn't anywhere near as good as the, the first one. And by the time that game ended, it really affected me as much as the first one did. Like, I was like, at the end, I was like, I was like, I'm kind of emotional. And I was, 
kind of emotional at the end of the first game with the, the you know, with the little sisters and everything. Sisters, right. Yeah, like I was like, this game was, I think, just as good as the first one, but it just didn't have that originality, you know, that, that right. first, oh my God, this is such something amazing and different that the first game had, but it was really, really good. So yeah. I was just surprised by how much I really, like by the end of it, I was like, I love this game. I agree with you. I think that it, uh, I, I felt like it was very like when you asked people about it, they were like, meh, it's yeah. good, I guess. Meh. You're into that. Like stuff. very like, meh, I guess. It's more Bioshock. If you like the same thing over and over again. Ooh, right. right. And portals, and, more portals, yeah. Yeah. More <laughs> Bioshocks. So I, I went in and I was like, okay, I'm not expecting a whole lot. And to be perfectly honest, at the very beginning of the game, I was really mm-hmm. detached from it. I was too. I mean, for for the longest time, I was like sitting there with like this buyer's remorse, like, oh my God, I can't believe. And then like, it just hit you. Yeah. And then, it, yeah, exactly. And then, and then you realize that like, you like the way that everything works better. Plasmids and guns, mm-hmm. hacking is better. Overall, like I just feel like it's tighter. The the little sister protection. I, I had so much the little fun. Little sister protection's great. Yeah, I, I love probably the, is a better game. Like anybody that that just harvests the little sisters and that misses out on such a huge. Oh yeah, I think there that's was a, there was it was really stressful too because like you'd be like because I I wanted to do every single one that I could. So they'd be like, oh God, I'm gonna have to like sit here and, you know, scrounge up the health and the, the ammunition and this and that. And it made it really like like intense and stressful to do, but in a fun way. You know, well, nothing, no, I actually I love nothing, agree with you. I, I, the my my favorite thing was like scoping everything out, putting traps everywhere mm-hmm. that I thought they would mm-hmm. come through, and then yeah. finding a place where I could hide. And actually that was one of the most fun achievements to get in the game is to to survive through uh one of those without getting any damage and without her getting any damage like that was a cool feeling once i figured out the strategies for that Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed that i found one in a room where there's only one door into the room yes and do you know the room i'm talking about and that's where i got that achievement because basically it's like there's only one entrance and outside of the door i think are two turrets oh yeah so there's two turrets outside the door then inside the door i drop everything i have And then, and then, if they make it past that, then I just—they're almost dead. And then I can just shoot them once, and they're dead. Yeah. And it was actually really cool to like figure out, like, okay, this is where I can do it. I have to nail this. You know, I have to set up everything right, and then I can do it. And I did it, and it was—it was a great. It was one of the proudest achievements I got. You know what I mean? Like I was like, that. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm really glad I got that achievement. Right, an achievement that felt like an achievement. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, not just like you press start. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. So, so uh, what? What about uh, biggest di- disappointment? I guess Mitch, you go well, first. Yeah, I kind of want to talk <laughs> about the Force Unleashed two a little bit here. Um, that game Jeff, is review proof. <laughs> yeah, the, Jeff, I think you and I are the same mind of the Force Unleashed one, right? We both thought it was pretty good. Yeah, well, I think it helped that I, I got to play it for free. <laughs> I yeah, I think that might have colored your perception a bit, but. Um, <laughs> I was definitely surprised, like, Star Wars games, by and large, this generation, most of last generation, well, I'm being charitable charitable when I say they haven't been that good. Like, obviously, there's been a few standouts, like Rogue Squadron, Shadows of the Empire, but that's that's about it. So I was, I, I was pleasantly yeah. supli- surprised when The Force Unleashed came out, and it wasn't a total stinking pile of garbage. I think it was a solid C, you know, on our scale. A C is pretty good for, for what it was, you know? yeah. I would have given it a B personally, but yeah, I agree with you. It was it was surprisingly good. So I, I 
I don't know, maybe in the back of my mind, I was kind of hoping that it would do like an Assassin's Creed 2 kind of jump from from one to two. But it actually it just took so many steps backwards that it fell off the ledge and fell down and broke every single bone in its body before dying a horrible <laughs> tangled death at the bottom of a ravine. Like it was just <laughs> it was just so bad. I don't, I don't even get what they did. Like, number one. They changed the combat system entirely because the first one was like, really, I don't have a lot of experience with God of War, but it was that sort of God of War style combat where you kill guys and you collect, I don't know, like orbs that you can use to buy new moves and stuff. And they just they just completely cut that out of the second one. They just gave you every move off the bat. So there's no real sense of progression. The enemy types, it's like basically the one variation of the same stormtrooper. And you can do that one grapple move that kills everything. But I think the worst part of the Force Unleashed 2, and I'm I'm probably going to get off on a rant here, is the story. Like the Force Unleashed 1 had a decent story that at least sort of made sense in Star Wars, in like the Star Wars canon, such as it yeah, is. Yeah, it was like a cool reveal. It's like, oh, this is where that came from and where that, it, like it, it, would, it was actually a big deal that the events of the game happened. Yeah, it, it, it sort of ties together the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy in like a nice little way. But this one was just sort of like, just like a cast off story. Like, hey, we have Yoda and hey, we have Boba Fett, but they show up for like maybe two minutes a piece. And the ending for both the light side and the dark side may well have just not have happened. So, number one, the game is short and it insults you by having a story that isn't even worth a playthrough. Aren't most of the levels, don't they take place on Camino as well? Yeah, I think a good, good uh, 25% of the game takes place on Camino. Mm. Yeah, there's. That's three... not the most dynamic level. No, because <laughs> it's rain. Yeah, it's rain, it's gray. There's like three levels there's Camino some planet that I forget the name of, and a starship. And you go to Dagobah for five minutes. So basically, tw- The Force Unleashed 2 is my biggest disappointment of 2010 for being a huge pile of crap. And Gamer <laughs> Sushi's first official F. Yeah. Yes, big deal. I, I did like that. I was like, yes, we're being hard-nosed journalists. We, we win. <laughs> <laughs> we're being critics. That's right. But also, didn't you see that at PAX, and it made you more excited for it, Mitch? I did. I did see that at PAX. That was the strange thing about PAX. It's like of all the games that I saw, the one that I came away feeling most excited about was The Force Unleashed Two, because it seemed to me like they took the criticisms from The Force Unleashed One and tuned them up. But I guess they were just showing like a small vertical slice of the game that didn't really represent the full package. Because I think I mentioned this in my review. What you see in the first level of the game, which was the demo they showed at PAX, is all you're going to be doing the entire game. That's yeah. how I felt after I played the demo. Like I didn't even finish the demo because I was like, I played about ten minutes of it, and I was like, yeah, I'm already tired of this. You know, like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to play this anymore. Mm. Yeah, just basically take the demo, repeat that for four or five hours, and that's that's all you got. I'll pass. Thank you, though. That's about the end of my round. Does anyone else have any disappointments, <laughs> Anthony? I know you probably I've got, got some. So many, man. You know. <laughs> I just oh crackdown <laughs> two it was a disappointment as well yeah. oh yeah I, I'm trying to decide if it's gonna be Epic Mickey or Metroid Other M and it's probably gonna be Metroid Other M because uh, Epic Mickey was an unknown quantity like and if like I like I said in my review if this hadn't been the Mickey Mouse license this wouldn't have hit on anyone's radar so the fact that Epic Mickey was kind of crap or excuse me mediocre um, would have been would have been slightly above average for a PS1 game. Um, huh. Like that—that that was kind of disappointing, but I didn't really. It was getting it. some hype after E3, though. So to be fair, yeah, yeah, it, it got a lot of hype and everything. And I still like in the new issue of EGM, they have like a review of it, and the person that reviewed it gave it a six, and then they have the little small capsule from like a, for like a second opinion, and that guy gave it a nine. Wow! Like, just to show that disparity is like that just shows you like what kind of game it is, but also you just want to be like, how could you give that game a nine? Like I just question your like, what games do you not like then? Like, <laughs> 
Like, what what would be the game that you'd be like, this game sucks? How would you like everything? <laughs> yeah, but the big no, the big one is Metroid Other M because I was really excited about that. I really wanted a new you know two D side scrolling Metroid, that, which I thought allegedly that's what we were going to get when we first saw the preview at uh, E3 all those years ago. Like, oh two- yeah, it was supposed to be like a side scroller that switched between side scrolling and 3d kind of like the paper Mario. Right. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it was like the way the trailer looked, it was like side scrolling. And then like you switched to like a three, like a first person perspective, like for certain, you know, bits whenever you wanted to, but you couldn't move during that time. And then we find out that it's a third person action game. Like, Oh, okay. Uh, Like a third person shooter. Like, okay, that's fine. But then it had like that auto aiming thing where, so the combat was boring. You just run around and, just keep spamming the, the shoot button and eventually Samus will aim up to whatever you want it to. So that eliminated the combat. Um, it tells you when there's an item in the room. So that's eliminates the exploring and it takes place after super Metroid. And, you know, at the end of super Metroid, the, the baby Metroid that she finds like saves her from the mother brain. And so in this game, she kept referring to it as the baby. And she's like, I like when the baby saved me, and, and, and it just kept referring to it as a baby. And it just sort of was really weird that she had this all of a sudden maternal instinct that was done in a really poor way. And by the way, Metroid Other M, if you put the M in front of it, it says Metroid Mother. Um, and that was intentional, apparently, on their part. So overall, them adding a story to Metroid just made it suck. And usually, I'm like the type, like I like I've t- you guys, I've told you before, like, I don't care if the story is bad or not. If the gameplay is good, I will play it. But no, they made the gameplay suck, too. So it's not just that they added a story, it's it's the fact that they just made a really poor game. And it was something that's like, I really hope this doesn't sell well, because I don't want them to make another one like this. Well, it's already... Yeah, apparently it di- didn't. Yeah, it's already discounted down to like 15 bucks, isn't it? That's, that's good news, and I hope no one buys it still. Like, I'm really... And oh, by the way, it's the first uh, Nintendo game that actually had like a glitch that they needed to like fix, you know? Yeah, they needed a patch for it. Yeah, and they couldn't even patch it. You had to like send in your memory card or or something. They would like send a memory card or something like that. I forget how they did it. But yeah, no, you had to ship. You had to like ship them your save game, and then they would fix your save game and ship it back. Yeah, you know, you know, Nintendo, Nintendo, get out of the dark ages. You know what is funny? But like I said, that's the first one of Nintendo's. I blame Team Ninja for that, and not Nintendo. And I just wish that the other companies would pay more attention to that, like Obsidian. Yeah, so that's the smartest um, thing I did this year was cancel my Metroid Other M pre-order and put it towards my statue edition of Halo Reach. Nice. Nice. Oh yeah, I remember you were having problems with yeah. that. You're like, I don't know if I should do that or not. Yeah, a little bit of indecision, but it turns out that that was the right decision. You, uh, you won. I were the winner. <laughs> a winner. A winner is me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I guess my my I was thinking about it. I think my biggest disappointment is actually Alan Wake. Um, that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> It started out fun, but part of the, the reason I was excited about the game was when they described it, they were like Twin Peaks plus Stephen King plus Lost. You know, sort of selling that they'd have an interesting story playing up the, the episodic uh, gameplay. Type like, I liked a lot of the stuff that they were, they were sort of selling up, and it starts off well enough, but the ending is terrible. And really what made me most disappointed was that by the end of the game, I was definitely not having fun by the time I was I was playing near the end. Like the flashlight and gun uh, mechanic was no longer fun after a certain point, and it just got frustrating. I like difficult games, but if a game gets so difficult that you just want to scream and throw your controller through your TV, that sort of defeats the purpose. I think you know what I mean. 
Like, I think a game needs to be challenging, but not punishing. I agree with that. And yeah. I, I didn't play enough of Alan Wake to have a full opinion on it. I played it about for like, I think about two hours and mm. then I just wasn't having fun and I didn't want to play anymore. You probably so, played the best part of the game. Honestly. Yeah. Like I, I was like, Oh, this is kind of interesting. And then I got really tired of the flashlight gun mechanic, which to be honest from the, what I read about the game previously uh, before I played it, it was like, that doesn't sound like something I would like. Mm. And it was confirmed for me later on. So. Well, the other thing was that like, if you didn't play the DLC, you didn't really get the real ending of the game. Like, yeah, yeah. So the the game sort of ends, but really it's actually wrapped up in that first chapter of DLC. Which, which they was, did give away for free, to be fair. They did give it away for free, but it was also like the most frustrating part of the game. The, the entire DLC level was just, like, I thought I was frustrated at the end of the, the regular part of the game, and then that just made me want to scream. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I, like, I think of all the, the, the 2010 games, I mean, because I guess... I I thought Brutal Legend would be fun, but I wasn't that excited about it, you know? And I ended up hating that within 30 minutes. So. God, did that come out this year? No, that was 2009. Okay, I was just I was gonna say, wow, Brutal Legend just totally slipped under my radar. Now I feel well, like an idiot. No, I, I just <laughs> no. I just play, I, I played it this year, I guess. Okay. I, I bought it for like five dollars. And I was like, yeah, you know, Eddie thought it was a lot of fun, but he was wrong. <laughs> and he, the reason he's, he's not, not here. here to argue with you well so. no that's the that's the thing actually like i remember playing the brutal legend demo which is fantastic the demo is so much fun the the writing in the demo is great but as soon as you get done with the stuff you do in the demo the gameplay mechanic changes <laughs> and it's an entirely different game and then like another it half becomes hour almost later, an rts right yeah, yeah yeah and then like it changes again another half an hour later and i was just like i do not like this <laughs> i want more of the initial thing not this bullshit that you're giving me now so nick what, what about you what was your your disappointment my biggest disappointment actually isn't a game I was thinking about it, and I think my biggest disappointment was a, an event that happened, was a thing that happened. And that was um, Microsoft's E3 press conference. Ooh, good one. And so here's the thing. I, I know we kind of harp on it a whole lot about the Connect and how it seems like it's an all-in strategy and how we're really worried but I'm going to just revisit that for a second <laughs> because, because if E3 is what you present to the, to the world, to the consumers, to the media of what your company is about, if that's your, if that's your mission statement every year is E3, then Microsoft's mission statement was uh, motion gaming and we're going to make one more Halo game. That basically was their mission statement. I mean, it looked like a Wii press conference from four years ago, or a Nintendo press conference from four years ago. Like it, it, it it's like, oh well, it, maybe it's not an all-in strategy. But then we hear things like Forza Four is going to have Connect controls. Anthony, I saw yep. you post something about that. Yes, or, or say tweet something about that. I mean, when I hear stuff like that, I really start to get worried. Like, don't put motion gaming in in my real games. Yeah, you could because, have a separate thing. You could have both or one or the other, maybe. But right, yeah. but the second that you require me, and then I heard thing Gears of War three. Yes, maybe connect. Mm -hmm. There connect might be stuff. some yeah. elements. I mean, if if I don't have a choice, then then that's it. Then I'm done. 
then I'm going to play it on PlayStation or I'm going to play it on PC because, and, and so that whole fear and that whole thing started at the Microsoft E3 press conference. Yeah. So that was my biggest disappointment of the year. I mean, I don't, I don't label myself as a Microsoft fanboy because I don't really, I think fanboy has kind of, I mean, it's still there a little bit, but I, I feel like it's not as hardcore as it used to be. Unless you're a PS3 fanboy, because those people are crazy. But, um, <laughs> but I, 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 I think that I like all systems now. I mean, minus the Wii, we're kind of eh about. Yeah. But I mean, I was you're, a you're Sony fanboy. I was you're a basically Sony agnostic. Fanboy. You're, you're, you're right. like, if it comes out on the PC, you'd get it. If it comes yes. out on the PS3, you'd get it. Technically, you'd probably still get it on the Wii if you really had to. Yeah, we all have our preferences. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. Like, if it's multi-platform, you'll probably get it on the 360. I'll probably yes. get it on the PS3 because that's what exactly. I started off on. You know. Right. Yeah, because that's where if I want to play with my, especially if I want to play with my friends. Right. Right. That's why well, I want to play on 360 because that's where all my friends are are playing. I'm actually. I think we've talked about this. I'm considering getting Portal 2 on the PS3 or maybe on the Mac, depending on how this you know Steam Cloud works out yeah. with that. Yeah, if I get it, I, it'll definitely be on the PS3. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to get it on PC, um, PC Mac, whatever mm. the Steam Play thing is going to be. Yeah, because if it turns out that you can buy the PS3 version and then download it through Steam on the PC Mac, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Because I pl- I actually played through all of Portal on my 360, and then later played through all of Portal on my Mac. Mm-hmm. So. I'm all about that. <laughs> which is and which is easy because the game is like four hours long. So right. I mean it's, it's, it's popping and boom. It's also yeah. that good. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's also it's also easy to just sit down and just lose yourself in it for two hours easily. But yeah, that, that's that's but. actually kind of, you know, for me that's kind of surprising. I, I wouldn't call myself a, a fanboy at all, but I'm definitely like a primary system. You know, there's a queue. The three sixty exactly. is the first one in the queue. Exactly. That so that's what I was gonna say. I don't consider myself a fanboy. But if I have to have a go-to system, it's 360. And that press conference made me wonder if that's going to change in the future. Mm-hmm. And especially with the amazing success of Connect, because now... Oh my god, it's selling not, crazy. It's selling like crazy. The only thing that, that gives me a little bit of hope is that is that at the same time that Connect is doing ridiculous stuff, a traditional first-person shooter that's been around forever that you play with a controller that is you know a name that you know call of duty black ops just sold shit tons of copies right right yeah that's not gonna go away and i don't think they're gonna they're still gonna maintain that you know that kind of demographic but you just like you say you do sort of it creeps into your mind like you know? Right, because because why do they need it? If you look at what Connect is doing, and you look at the success of the Wii, and, and you're seeing that success already. Yeah, they could say like, look, we don't have to spend this much money to, to make a lot of money. Like, yeah, like they could Nintendo say look, does. Yeah, they could say, look, we don't have to, we don't have to make Mass Effect or Halo, or any of these in-house games. We can have third-party developers make your Call of Duties, and then we can just make Connect games. Yeah. And we can make a bo- we can make a boatload of money on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, and and like you said, like I don't mind them doing certain things, but like with Connect to me, like, and I'm I'm trying I'm not being a fanboy here, but like the the move, like 
you know, like kill zone, you can play it regular and you can play it with the move, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that, that that's fine. You've got the option, but connect is so limited in what you can do in a hardcore game that I don't like, like I said in my, my tweet, like Forza four, like, how do you break? Do you just grab the imaginary? Oh shit. Handle. Like, <laughs> what, what can you possibly do in well, Forza? So in theory, you don't have buttons. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, in in theory, they can make connect games with controllers. I don't know exactly how that would work or what the point. Oh would yeah, be. in theory they could, but then that would just sort of be going 180 on their whole. Your body is the controller thing. Well, that they're. Doing, I mean, but there you know? there is technically nothing stopping devs from doing that though. Oh right, right. Well, unless yeah, Microsoft says we won't publish your game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's nothing stopping them except for the fact that there's. I mean, there. Well, there hasn't been one yet. You know what I mean? Like that that does like a controller with the game. You're right. That. I'd be kind of interested to see that. I mean, it, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft has like, okay, here's what we want you guys to do with the the tech, and maybe that'll loosen up eventually. But yeah, they're probably pushing them right now. Like, find connect only ways to build games. Right. They, they want to sell it like that. And maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe <laughs> I'm just getting old, and I'm just like, because I was at Best Buy earlier tonight, and I saw the 3D TVs, and I just got so mad. I put on the glasses, and I was like, I hate these glasses. They're stupid. 3D stupid. The picture looks like shit. I'm done and I'm leaving. And I walked out of Best Buy. Yeah, no, I, 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 I Nick, when I, I hear about online and stuff you like rage on- quit Best Buy. <laughs> I rage quit Best Buy. <laughs> That's great. I was so mad. When and I, I wanted to stuff- like troll the guy, I was like, Do you have do you have any real TVs anymore? Or do you just have this shit? But then I was like, I don't want to get in a fight with the dude at Best Buy. Sorry, yeah. Anthony, what were you gonna say? Oh no, no, no. You were like yeah, yeah. Leave the guy at Best Buy alone. It's the holidays. He's probably in a rough time. Yeah. I know. Um, when I, I, when I, I'm with you. Like, I, I don't like a lot of change about stuff. Like when I hear them talk about on live and how all games in the future are going to be streaming and everything, I'm like, I don't want that. I, I'm comfortable with the way things are. I, you know, maybe this is like 20 years from now in the future, and I'll change my mind, or maybe I'll be out of gaming by then. But. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like when people say like, oh, on live is the future or like, oh, in three or four years, all games will be digitally downloaded and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't like that. I don't want that. Oh, yeah. 20 years from now, you'll just, you know, implant a, a phone directly into your brain. 20 years from now, we'll have a holodeck and I'll be Jessica Alba's masseuse. All right. <laughs> <laughs> one can only yeah. hope. Well, so the one thing I was going to say about the Connect that I think is kind of what I feel about the Wii is that, yeah, it sells like hotcakes, but what's the attach rate? They, they they buy the system, but how many of those buyers actually buy games? <laughs> I think for the Wii, they don't buy a lot of games, but they do buy a lot of peripherals. Yeah, so that's and, where so that's the thing, and and Connect doesn't have that to lean on. Right, that's true. They don't. I think Wii owners buy fewer games, but they play the shit out of them. Well, yeah, they but they, yeah, that's that doesn't help their bottom line though. Right. They, so, so that's the thing I'm but selling. We fit boards does, and they sell a shit ton of those. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. that's the thing I'm wondering about with the Connect is is well, Microsoft going to stumble later on after they don't have anything to get these people to buy? Right, they're going to have to sell software. So I think that about wraps up our hour. We didn't get a chance to talk about looking forward to next year, which we kind of wanted to talk about, but I think we're going to save that for when we come back and when we have Eddie back. Because, uh, sorry guys, we actually didn't fire Eddie. He is going to come back next time. Oh man, time. I was wondering if we were going to tell him the truth. <laughs> so, um, so Eddie will be back. We're, we're going we're gonna to record our first podcast around the first week or two of, of January. So we're going to come back and we're going to look forward to 11. 
and I guess we're going to basically have a podcast about that because I don't think much is going to happen over the break other than trying to catch up on games, right? Oh, yeah. So I guess that's it for us. Yeah. I really hope uh, that Eddie kept listening and didn't like start crying and run around the room like he just found out he was adopted or something like that <laughs> when we found out we fired him. Yeah, I hope he made it to the end. So he yeah, found so out he found out that he is still fired. Part of yeah. yeah. That he actually has to be back in two weeks. So yes. he's probably like halfway to France by now. Because <laughs> that's where you run away to is France. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the default runaway place. When you give up. <laughs> that's two weeks in a row. We've done and Mitch knocks it out of the park. <laughs> well, okay, I'm from Canada. I know about French people. Right. So on on that note, if you would like to hear us talk about more funny stuff, you can follow us uh, at Gamersushi on Twitter. Also, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, rate the podcast on iTunes and review it and write a nice review about it and say that we're nice people and we have great opinions even and if you it, don't agree with that it, yeah it will be much appreciated uh and then if you want to follow me i'm at nick camardo and if you want, want to follow me i'm at mi7ch and if you'd like to follow me i am at anthony taylor underscore if you want to follow me i am at unsquare all right and i guess that is it so thanks for listening guys best podcast ever Peace. <laughs> That's becoming the new theme. Is uh, more than RE5. It's fucking French, French beef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's eating so much.